Morning. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, back to Juice in the Morning. I am your host, Justin Juice Kelly. I have an extra deep voice today, so enjoy that in your ear holes. Uh, back with me is Johnny Bowden and Shane Jones. We are at full power today. How are you doing today, ladies and gentlemen? Now <laughs> uh, said ladies and gentlemen. That's okay. <laughs> no problem. Uh, I'm good. Well, I thought the color like livened up the mic a little bit and maybe would make people get a little closer to it because that's what you have to do to make the mic sound good. It's like, I mean, it's like, should I taste it? Well, I, I'm kind of thinking about Gumby's horse. Oh, yeah. The horse wasn't green. Yeah, he was. Yeah, was he? Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Wait. wait he made, oh, yeah. Let me, let me look this Gumby's up. green. I had a little toy Gumby they, they growing would, up. They wouldn't make both of them green. Come on. All right. This is a uh, hot Gumby talk. No, the horse was actually red. The horse was red. Dude, that's not what you, that's not what you call Indians these days. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we have a really good podcast today. Um, I have to actually uh, pick somebody that I'm going to give a fifty dollars Amazon gift card to because I hit two thousand followers. It's not going to be like our uh, Facebook giveaway where I didn't actually pick anybody. Do you remember that? Yeah. What was our what was our giveaway sure, for? Probably was it was it a thousand followers on Facebook? You know what? We did this thing when we first got the shirts that we were like, "Man, these shirts are fucking awesome," and everybody's gonna want one, and then nobody wanted one. Yeah, there's still some over there in the yeah. box. Yeah. No, so I'm gonna give away a fifty dollar gift card for two thousand followers. So if you're part of the uh, if you're part of the Juice in the Morning uh, crew, you have a chance to win today. So. What I'm going to really do is I'm just going to scroll through uh, Twitter and just pick somebody. So what do you guys think about that? Is that good? Is that God? Sure, dad. Sure, dad. So <clears throat> we're just going to go ahead and scroll through. So whoever's at the top is fucked. So sorry. <laughs> sorry, you got no chance. Uh, let's stop right there. The Donut Bag Podcast. <laughs> So, so that's uh, actually that's a really good one because Joey Bag of Donuts has joined us on the podcast on the uh, fantasy football podcast. So mm-hmm. that's awesome. So, Joey Bag of Donuts, you have uh, two days to call me and let me know that you're interested in the podcast and into yeah, thank you <clears throat> that you're interested in the the podcast and the uh, the giveaway. So, Joey Bag of Donuts, you're fifty dollars richer on Amazon. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. You don't win. You're on the podcast. You can't win. It's kind of like radio. You don't get a chance. Actually, I don't think we can even do the the laptop because um, I don't have the plugs. Okay. So don't worry about it. Moving on. Thanks, Jen. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, we have Sean Latham that we're going to be calling here in a minute. Hopefully he answers because it would be kind of lame if we did a podcast and then they didn't actually answer the phone when we called him. It's a very possible thing that that could happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. But also explain to people who this person is. Sean Latham is the $20 chef. He's on Barstool Sports. He did a lot of interviews for Rough and Rowdy, which is a... <laughs> have you seen any of the Rough and Rowdy It was stuff? actually on last night, right? Yeah. yeah. No, it was on Friday night. <clears throat> they do Friday nights. Okay. But it's funny because it's literally a bunch of hillbillies just like boxing. I, I have seen it. Yeah. It's fucking hilarious. I watched it at my buddy Calvin's house. So, so have like, what do you think about that? Because you are a fight fan. Are you interested in the rough and rowdy where people are not skilled at all at fighting? Yeah, it's funny. It's just the characters that they like come into the ring and stuff, and like the 
the just how stupid some of the people are I, well, I, well these these interviews that sean latham's been doing are really hilarious like a guy's like uh i don't know i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher it but basically the guy's like i'm not gonna train for this i'm gonna beat a florida boy's ass like just fucking like some guy from georgia that looks like a fucking bowling ball of a man he's just a solid dude and i'm like oh yeah i'm pretty sure that guy's gonna knock whoever the fuck he's fighting out i don't care i did hear about them giving a cop lost his job mm-hmm. and then they gave him like two years pay Oh, really? Yeah, because he lost his like job as a cop. He lost his job because he was fighting. Yeah. That's funny. And he was like, you know how they do those like talk, like the, the ramp up videos where they're just talking Carlos? shit? Yeah, and he's like, fuck that other guy. So like, I think that's probably what got him fired. That's my favorite part, though. It's like the old school WWF. Like, you know people who always like... <clears throat> cutting a promo. Ass, but they're not. I think... They're the people that used to like play this What's up, brother? Yeah. I'm coming for you tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Friday night. (laughs) But, yeah, I like uh, my favorite part of that rough and rowdy thing is the interviews after the fights. (laughs) Yeah. They're really funny. Well, I enjoyed the ring girls. And the ring girls were really funny because there was a there was there was a video I saw of like one walking around the ring and her like her stilettos were like a fucking foot tall. I just don't know why I don't have ring dudes. Yeah, (laughs) it's 2018, bro. Yeah, give me some ring dudes. I'm trying to see some slong. (laughs) He's hanging. He's hanging some dick out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like uh, Sean Latham is a, a, a very funny guy. I followed him on Bob and Tom, like, and we're gonna go see his show in Nashville, Indiana next weekend. So I'm hoping to get in that green room and uh, hang out and party with him because he's known as a uh, a big partier. So cool. <clears throat> so I'll have another voice like this on the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> but no. Um, before we get into that, though, I, w- I have a few news stories. Did you guys hear about the girls going to school to drink a classmate's blood? Seems normal. I miss those days. It seems normal. Yeah. Okay. Um, did you guys hear about that at all? Nope. I like briefly saw something, but I just kind of giggled. <laughs> That's not funny though. Well, I need These to know. Fuckers are eating Tide Pods and shit, bro. I don't put I, anything past them. I need to know the backstory right, before right. I know whether it's like funny. So, like, are they trying to like do the craft and shit like that? Are they are they Wiccans? <laughs> to Florida, of course oh, it's Florida. in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking weirdos, man. <laughs> Intellect level in Florida is like slightly above functionally retarded. So it's uh, Bartow, Florida. Two middle school girls, ages 11 and 12, brought knives to their Florida school in a foiled plot to kill classmates, cut them up, and drink their blood before killing themselves. Okay, wow. Police officials said <laughs> they told us they were Satan worshippers. The girls planned to stake out a bathroom at Bartow Middle School and wait for smaller students to enter, according to a police affidavit. They planned to cut their victims' throats and cut up their bodies and eat the flesh, authorities said. The students then planned to fatally stab themselves. What the fuck? Is that, <laughs> is that I think like, they were like uh, all talk. You know, yeah, like, like they're not actually going to do it? Yeah. If like, you're going to talk about it, be about it, right? You know, those Wiccans <laughs> and those devil worshippers are always like, you know saying things they don't mean and whatnot. So I feel like they were just coming to that school that day and, like, telling everybody, like, they, what kind of knives did they have? I bet they... overlooking the fact that they're 11 and 12? Yeah, well, I mean, get your shit together. Hear I that? had at least two bodies by the time I was nine. No. Way no way. Um, <clears throat> no one way. Of them, one of them had a pizza cutter. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They were all <laughs> <What>? talk. <laughs> Possession of four knives, a pizza cutter, and a, and a knife sharpener. When she's about 16 years old and she's trying to get a fucking job, 
She'd be like, weren't you that chick that had the pizza cutter at school <laughs> trying to drink people's blood? Yeah, that's me. Could you imagine somebody trying to murder you with a pizza cutter? Like, just give me the fucking thing. Well, I'm obviously not going to give you a job, but can I get a picture with you? <laughs> pizza cutters actually can't really do I know. They like wouldn't do any, any damage. damage. <laughs> What's up? her, like, on the neck in the bathroom, just like, like trying to really get in there with a the pizza 47 cutter. 47 minutes, this is going to end very well. <laughs> suck so, so I apologize 110% to the listeners. I've had Johnny muted for the last eight <laughs> minutes. So, Have you really? Gonna, so it's going to sound uh, like you're in like another room when you're talking on the podcast wow. for the first eight minutes. It's probably a good idea. But though. Now, now you're good. We're good now. Thanks uh, for that. I'm just a bad, I'm a bad like board runner. I'm a bad uh, production manager. So if somebody's listening and wants, going on in my ears and wants too. to be, yeah, it's your, uh, like a little bit of buzzing so I can turn it down, but then your mic's turned down. So we're gonna I don't think the- do you want to switch chairs actually? <laughs> like, so I can just turn this off. Seriously. You want to go over here? <laughs> sure. It would, it would actually help. I promise. But anyways, uh, I, I don't know. Like, I think, uh, this we- is like Bush league Wiccans. You did, know, they're did not, that, did that happen? Like, in the back in the day, like, did we have other news stories of this happening when we were when we were younger? See, what I'm relating this to is we had kids that would say that we were going to do stuff like this, and they never did stuff like this. They were all talk, and I'm just kind of assuming that these people were the same, except they actually brought the knives to school. Yeah, they actually did bring the knives to school. Yeah, I did. No, you weren't listening. I wasn't. I'm sorry. No, uh, I'm saying that these two girls brought the knives to school, so that was the only thing that like that was different from the kids in our days. Like they didn't actually bring the knives oh, to school, yeah, 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 yeah. but they still talked all that shit, saying they were, "I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that." But I don't I, think I don't even think these two girls are actually gonna do anything because they, you know, I think they were just like. I've talked about it on the podcast before. I had a kid that like told me he was gonna stab me in the eye with his pencil, and I just like kept telling him like, "Do it, bro, do it." <laughs> I got stabbed with a pencil. I think everybody has a pencil mark. I got his is still there. Look at so that. That was mine. I have one on my leg where somebody stabbed me in the leg, and I was like bleeding down my leg. And he's no like, way. He's like, "Don't tell yeah. on me. Don't tell on me." Yeah, Benji <laughs> McDonald got me. Like he, like I deserved it though. He told me like eight times. He's like, "If you do this one more time, I'm gonna stab you with my pencil." I was like, "Do it, bitch." <laughs> and then he did it, and I was just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> Dude, just stabbed was me. the pencil actually hanging out? I don't know. remember. I just remember it bleeding <laughs> a lot. I was on a hit list in sixth grade. No way. No, yeah. swear to God. Doesn't surprise me. Uh, <laughs> right? <laughs> me? Like, it didn't surprise me either. Like, uh, one of the shop teachers at Greenfield Middle School is just like, hey, uh, you need to come talk to me right now. I was like, I'm not sucking your dick, dude. <laughs> <laughs> that's where I, that's where my mind went first. <laughs> you know? And then uh, they, like, escorted a few kids out of the class, and, like, we had to go to their, like, office and, like, be secured and shit yeah. until they got this kid out of there. Like, I, I've told you guys the... I told you the story of... Uh, I shitty because I was number two, not number one. <laughs> Tormented that kid. You were the deuce <laughs> that he never took. Okay, what happened to you? So I had a kid uh, <clears throat> making fun of me when I was a younger, younger boy, and I was in like second grade, and uh, I uh, wrote him a letter, like I, because he was talking about. Uh, he was how ta- dare you? Well, he was talking about uh, Jack the Ripper, so like he was like talking about how scary he was, and like he was making fun of me, so I was like pissed off. So I wrote him a letter, like I was Jack the Ripper, like I was like, dude, I'm gonna find you, <laughs> choke you, <laughs> choke you to death, and. and so I thought it was like I thought man that's funny like he's really freaked out this is cool yeah then my uh, teacher starts calling everybody up to the desk and me being the fucking genius I was when I was a little kid had torn the letter out of my notebook but left the other half of the paper still in my notebook so what she was doing was she was calling people up and like trying to match it up if like they had a torn page in their notebook yeah 
Well, and fucking so I got detective. <laughs> yeah. What was her True name? Detective, detective Miss, Mrs. Bustle. <laughs> Mrs. Bustle. Uh, she was an old fucking hag. I hated her. Is too. her first name Karen? I, I want no to talk to the manager. All I, all I know is her name is fucking Mrs. Bustle, and she's. I hope she's probably dead now. Damn, you, you were about to say I, I hope she's dead. <laughs> I were. Yeah, I hated oh her. Oh my goodness. So, so she, so she matched, her, so she matched up the uh, page to my ripped out page, and then I had to go see like a counselor, and they were like, thought I was like, I just like, that could be anybody's page. <laughs> <laughs> but no, like, uh, so, so the reason I hated her so much though was uh, at another at another point in that fucking second grade year of my life, she, so. I wrote something on the chalkboard, like when she went down to the principal's office or something. Like I wrote something funny, like in, uh, inappropriate. I think the word was pussy or something oh. like that. <laughs> yeah, like wrote it on the chalkboard, and so she gets. So this is where I hated her and I hated my classmates at the time. Snitches. She she came back in and was like. On the count of three, I, I want everybody to point at who did this. Damn. <laughs> and so, so I'm sitting there thinking, like, you motherfuckers, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. You don't have to point at anybody. You could just sit here, not fucking point that at anybody. Mind, <clears throat> and then at uh, on the count of three, everybody pointed at me, like, ah, he's the one who wrote what pussy the on the chalkboard. I just wanted her to be like, did you put them who on Who wrote pussy on the, <laughs> on the board? <laughs> who did it? And yeah, man, I hated her. Uh, I, I also got in trouble that same fucking year. I uh, took a thumbtack. So you know how I'm sitting on this computer chair right here? Uh-huh. So th- there's like a, usually on the old ones, there was like cardboard or like whatever on the bottom of them. Mm-hmm. So I took a thumbtack and put it up on the, through the cardboard <laughs> so that when you actually sat down and like squished through the, the foam, you'd like poke your butt on the, on the thumbtack. Just for five seconds, put yourself in this lady's position <laughs> and you're doing all this shit. She can't just be like, Oh, somebody wrote pussy on the, on the thing. She started it. I'm just saying she, she can't it. let that go. She probably didn't want to deal with it as much as she, you didn't want to get in trouble. You were probably like, she was probably just like, God damn it. I don't want to put up with this today. Yeah. But instead she, she was, had to have your whole fucking class narc on you. <laughs> yeah. It was a rough, it was a rough second grade year. That's yeah. all I'm saying. You were just a hellion. Yeah, that's that was a rough, uh, rough elementary school for me because I like to, I like to, I don't know. I was trying to like, I guess, act out maybe. I don't know, but I never took knives to school, and I never said I was going to drink classmates. What are what are some things that we all did as kids that were like, like every little kid did them, like kind of like, do you remember getting like uh, paper towels wet and then sticking them on the ceiling? I never did that. Pencils too. Oh yeah, because they're your pencils they'd stick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did that a lot. I was always jealous of the people that could get them to stick. Taking your ruler and rubbing it against the side of your shoe and then burning a person's leg that was sitting next to you. Oh, pulling your pants down and masturbating. Uh, you didn't do that. <coughs> I had a kid. Did you guys that. ever beat off at school? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I didn't did either. Did, yeah. No, I swear to God, I was just I wondering. Did get head in the bathroom once. So I had a uh, what? Say, yeah. say again. <laughs> I did come uh, again. Have a woman perform. Felicio. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I had a when we were in. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get some dude head in the bathroom. Uh, I just heard. <laughs> I don't know. I heard something weird. Was, <laughs> when we were when, when I was a freshman in high school, we had a kid that. <clears throat> did beat off in class. Got, got did the, you like, help him? <clears throat> no, got the uh, the the jism on oh his on his hand, and he, uh. and he like flicked it at somebody. <laughs> I guarantee it was like he flicked it at a girl in our school. And like I said, Dude, if you did if that today, that would be national <laughs> news. <laughs> he would be in jail. Yeah, you can't He'd just be, be flicking your sperm at people. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and also, was he like nerty? Was kid? he accurate? No. Oh. 
Was he, he was on the football team. Was he accurate? Ah, there's always those kids that were like, like in in sports. There's always that dude that always had to like be having his dick out and yep. like 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 trying to wrestle Running you around. and like be. It was like, dude, you're gay. <laughs> no, a few of them. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Was no. he accurate though? He, he, yes. Surprisingly, Spider Man, dude, that had the scar the fuck out of her. She's probably like, like somewhere right now. Someone's like, "Can I come on your face?" And she's like, "No," and then just runs out of the house screaming. If my phone, I wish I could pull a sound. Do you remember the spit wall at Greenfield? No. In the boys' locker room, there was that wall that was farthest away, and and people just disgusting. People just loogied on it, and it was like no one cleaned it ever, and it was just like this nasty ass loogie wall. I remember so much a certain DNA person in a baseball bat, though. What? <laughs> I'm not going like to name Sitting it. on it? Yeah. No way. I, that, I don't know if it happened, no. but I heard. No. I heard a lot of weird stuff like yeah. that. I heard wine bottle at some point. <laughs> yeah. The fat end first. I couldn't, only, I couldn't get it all the way in, though. <laughs> All right, so she heard gonna... it gets better with age, and she was like, <laughs> <laughs> "Sat on it. I'm gonna save this for later." <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and call Sean Latham and see if he answers. You guys ready? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I don't even know what to ask him because I don't either. <laughs> All right, on the phone we've got Sean Latham, the twenty dollars chef. He's uh, part of Barstool Sports. You guys might have heard him on the uh, Pat McAfee. Uh, uh, podcast and he's also done some really awesome interviews for rough and rowdy and uh he's also uh, getting ready to work in new york at the barstool office and then also he's got a show in nashville indiana that we're traveling down to next weekend how are you doing today man this is sean latham Hey, what's up, guys? Pleasure. Thanks for having me on your show. I appreciate you taking the time to do it, man. Like, I've been a huge fan since the time that you were on uh, Bob and Tom. So, like, just kind of tell us how how you started getting into the business of stand-up comedy and all the stuff you got going on. I got a job at the Improv in Arizona in 2001 in Tempe, Arizona. And then uh, there was a few guys there that were doing open mics. And um, I said, fuck it. I mean, I'll try try it. Uh, I thought it was funny, so... I started doing it, and then I just kind of just kept going. And then I moved to L.A. in 04 because I thought I was funny, and then I moved there and realized I was absolute dog shit. <laughs> and then I, but I just kept going anyways. And then um, things got, started getting kind of good in 09. You know, I started getting a couple of, you know, cool shits happening. Got in a movie. Started working with Gabriel Iglesias. You know, I had a then, um Yeah, you did travel I, around. You traveled around with uh, the fluffy guy, right? Yeah, yeah, for like about five years I lived on his tour bus, basically. Dude, I, bet, I, bet that was, I bet that was fucking crazy. Like, seriously. I didn't even have an apartment. I like, <laughs> I just, I put my stuff in storage. We would go on January 1st, we would leave, and I wouldn't really, I wouldn't be back to L.A. until like July. Jesus. And then we, yeah, then I would just be on that bus every every day, just every weekend, you know, four cities, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Then, then we'd take the Monday and start driving to the next set of cities. Yeah. And then, I mean, we did that. I did that for six months. And then we'd take, like, we have, like, a, a month break. I just sit on my buddy's couch that I was on tour with. And then um, we would go back out again in, like, September. But it was a, that, was a, that was a hell of a run. That was a really like, good time. Yeah, I can't believe, like, that you guys would just be gone that long. But you also, like, started that YouTube channel, The $20 Chef, man. So what, what was the fan of that. What was the, uh, the inspiration for that? Are you, are you, like, I mean, have you just been cooking for a while? Well, when you're a broke-ass comedian, you have no choice, really. Like, either, <laughs> if, you know, if you want to try start doing work on the road, there's, you, there's not much money involved. So you have to, like, you, know, you have to start making your own food, and it starts off elementary. 
and then you just start, you know, slowly getting, you know, like anything else, you get involved in. You want to do more and get better at it. And then, um, and then whenever I started, when I moved to Indy, I moved here because I didn't have shit going on in L.A. I, <laughs> I had a couple of uh, Comedy Central um, appearances, but you know, those are great and all, but you still doesn't mean that the world of comedy just opens up the doors for you. You know, you still right. have, it's still hard. So my buddy Bowers, Chris Bowers, who owns um, who owns um, uh, Morty's, well, that was Morty's, right. Um, him and Todd McComas, they were like, you guys, you should move out here. We're going to start this group up called the Motor Pugs. And um, we're going to have, we're inviting three comics from out of town. We're inviting you from L.A., this other kid from New York, and this other kid from Chicago. And then we're going to start this group, kind of not an improv group, but like, you know, we'll do we'll video stuff, do a podcast, we'll do shows all the time. And then they go, well, and just so you can support yourself, we'll hook you up with our agent since I already headline their clubs. Yeah. He said, oh, we'll hook you up with our agent that books up all, that books like 20-some clubs, and then you'll be set. I was like, all right, great. So I moved, because, you know, Indianapolis is so center. There's so many places, you know, to the country. You can drive. At the time when I moved here in 2015, there was like 90 clubs within 10-hour drive or something like that. So I was like, I have a Prius. I'm ready to rock. Like, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> the Red Ram. You, you, yeah. you still have the Prius, don't you? Yeah, I, mean, I got a truck. The Prius is just backed. I, I'm actually going to try to sell it this week. Anybody interested in buying my Prius, let me know. <laughs> it's it's going to be like that Seinfeld episode. It was owned by Sean Latham, so it's going to get you an extra like couple grand out of it. Hey, what year is it? <laughs> hey, if it's you know red, I'll call it the Red Ram. I don't give a fuck, bro. No, I wish. It's black. All blacked out. <laughs> so five. That bitch runs strong still, dude. <laughs> so so how did, um, the, how did all the Barstool Sports stuff happen? What's up with like going to New York? Because I just realized, dude, you like I, I follow your Instagram. You were in Indianapolis, so you could have come into the studio at some point, and we could have done a podcast here with you in the studio. When are you actually uh, heading out to uh, New York? I actually have, I leave, basically my last day in Indiana is the day I do the show uh, down in Nashville. Nice. So it's like um, a going away party. Uh, Thursday, I think we're all just going to head around downtown, probably start a kill race or some shit like that, and then just see what happens. That's awesome, dude. But, uh, you know, I started doing, Pat approached me and he said, hey, uh, if I produce a show for you, what what, what would you want to do? And I said, well, I'll, um... I got, I go like, because I was doing the cooking thing on my Snapchat, you know, yeah. everybody liked it. So that's where it came from, my Snapchat. And then um, uh, he said, all right, well, let's try to produce it. So we, we made a test episode in my little shitty apartment downtown Indy. And then um, it just went from there. We just, you know, he liked it. We kept producing it. And um, it just kind of took off. What do you, uh, what do you think about Indy? This place is amazing, dude. Uh, it's really like, it's really like. I mean, I, I'm over here trying to fight back tears a lot because it's, it's been a great three years. Like the growth of what I've done here, like my friendships, just living here in general. It's so wonderful. Yeah, like this whole thing is so bittersweet. Like, yeah, I mean, I want to go to New York because that's where I can, you know, take it to another level. Hopefully, you know, like right. just keep moving. But like my time here has been so wonderful, like that. It's really, it's it's really, a, it's kind of a mind fuck, you know, because I, I, I love it here. We keep trying, you know, we we keep trying to tell people like when we go on vacation stuff that Indiana is pretty awesome, but nobody wants to believe it. <laughs> well, I know it's hard to believe. Like when I, if you would have talked to me in 2014 and said that I'm going to live in Indianapolis, <laughs> um, 
and I was, and I would love it like this. I would tell you, you're out of your mind. Like, why well, I would never leave LA. Like, people that move to LA or live in LA don't move to the Midwest. That's just not how, especially entertainment. <laughs> it's usually the opposite. They're yeah, leaving yeah. Indiana to go to the to go to the West Coast. Yeah, and but you know what? You just have to recognize. Like, I was there doing comedy for 12 years, so you have to recognize opportunity. You know, and and just be able to. All I wanted to do was go to tell jokes. Like that's not my at the bottom line of anything. All I want to do is just tell jokes. Like I want to go on stage. I want to make up some new shit. I want to polish some old shit. I want to, I want to add some stuff to some other stuff, right. and then I want to hear it. I want to go back and listen to myself, the set. Hope you know, listen to you know. I record every single show audio, because that's the only way you grow in this. Like you could grow, but if you don't listen to yourself, if NFL players never watch no tape, if they didn't watch film, they would not. You know, that's just not. You're being delusional about yourself. Yeah, you know? indeed. Well, I have that's a. My I only I have a hard time listening to the podcast because I feel like my voice sounds ridiculous. So I like try to not listen. <laughs> well, I do want to confirm you have a ridiculously weird voice. And that's <laughs> I'm also curious um, as uh, I know a few people sitting at the table here are big uh, fans of uh, comedy. And um, a couple of us have done a little bit of stand up and tried it out. And I know um, kind of the the. the the people we hang out with do a lot of that stuff. Do you have any advice for people who are just starting out or getting into it and that really want to just do it the right way? Yeah, you, this is all, it's just all about doing it. Like, you know, I, a lot of people these days are like, yeah, they say they're committed to do it one time. The only way to do it is it, it's uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable lifestyle. You know, like when I have new guys that show up to my room, I've been doing that room um, on Mass Ave, Burnside Inn. It's, oh, a yeah. 40 it's been a great run at that. I did like 20-some shows. It was a good run. But everybody, like if a new guy comes in, that's my friend, and I'm like, you're up next. And they're like, no, I, I don't want to go up tonight. I'm like, no, no, there's no there's no choice here. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, are you? this is what you're doing or you're not doing. Like, And I get it because I was like that too, you know. You only like, you first you only go up that one place. Okay, then you have you find comfort there so you, you can go up there. Yeah. And then these new places start coming up, and you're like, I don't know if I want to go up here. Well, no, there's no choice. You you have to. It's like do it or you don't know? do it. Shit or get off the pot. One of those things. Yeah, that really is it. There's no real secret outside of, I mean, the, the, the non part. Um, um, you know, the, in the the not on stage part is important too. You know, you have to always understand. Like, you know, you almost got to think like a criminal. When a criminal's walking around in a neighborhood. They're not committing the crime yet, but they're sitting there plotting it and thinking it how they, you know, they're looking at, like, they're looking. So that's what you got to do. Like, my, my brain is nonstop. Like, every every thought can be money. Like, yeah. every thought is money. Oh, so every time I think of something or I feel, at this point, it's like a muscle you build, right? The the, the, the gathering of the joke, you know, how, however your brain sees the world is how you grab something. You know, you can't just sit there and go, let me write a joke. <laughs> you know? Well, it you does, have to it, have, like, it does, you have to be out. Go ahead. It does seem like a lot of jokes, a lot of good jokes probably, you know, obviously started with one basic small idea and kind of build into this, like, you know, you, you go somewhere and you go up on the stage and you sharpen your tools and you, you work on that joke and you make it turn into something even, like, that you could, you didn't even think it was ever going to become. Yeah, no, that, that's how it works, and you build off it. Like my favorite, one of my favorite jokes that people always want me to do is the Sugarfoot joke, um, um, and that's that started as a tweet, you know. <laughs> I did, it, and that that was before Twitter went to the double sized characters. It was the first tweet I did. Um, 
because like I did grow up with an uncle that had diabetes and he he only had one leg and then later on he had he had the other one amputated as well. So oh, one day when I first moved to Indianapolis, I was stoned out of my mind and I was hanging out at the comedy club. <clears throat> and um, the the manager at the time, she had a house arrest bracelet on, which killed my soul. I love that. Right? <laughs> like, this pretty white girl over here got popped for. But you know, with weed now she's on house arrest, <laughs> and um, and so I I just combined it. I go, it would be really awesome. You know, I, I forgot how it went. It was basically like it's almost like a six minute joke now, but it started as a tweet. I said it'd be really awesome if you had an you know if you were an amputee and they and you got it on house arrest. They put the bracelet on the on the on the fake leg. Awesome. <laughs> just go do whatever you want. Just, yeah, then you just embellish, right? Then you just run with it from there. <laughs> So some, but, but if you don't grab it, if you don't grab that, if you don't grab it out of the sky when you think about it and, and put it in your phone, no, my notes are probably two gigs of just absolute bullshit, like just random ass thoughts. You know? Yeah, I have, I have a, I have a notes like I have a notes in my phone. I have like five thousand, like five thousand words. Yeah, in we it. both do that to where we just like I'm to the point where I think of stuff all the time and just put it in my. And I'm not even act, actually doing comedy right now, but I feel like at some point I'm gonna go up there and try it again, and I want to. Uh, remember those thoughts that I had about certain things. Something that I yeah, I've noticed. You have to do, but there's no way around it. Something no I've, way around it, really. I've noticed about myself is like, you know, I went up one time to an improv and like I felt pretty good about it. Like I felt like I got some laughs and I enjoyed it. But I was like, dude, I don't know. Like I, I feel better uh, coming up with the the premises of something. Like it, I I think I can like find funny stuff but i don't know how to write it or actually make it into a joke like i i feel like i can like think of something and i'm like oh that's a funny like start to something i need to give this to one of my friends that actually does this and i think that uh being a writer i think would be really cool but i don't even know how that even works yeah you know what it just works by trial and error really and that's why you have to listen to yourself because you don't listen to yourself to hear you be funny you listen to the parts that weren't funny you know you 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 can't you can't make people laugh unless you know, unless you're fixing the parts that you say that don't make people laugh. I mean, they could laugh. And the good part is when you're up there, a laugh, if three people laugh and have a 31 pe people in the room, that will kind of give you the, it'll give you the whatever, the mind frame to keep going like, oh, I hear laughter, like the subconscious, like at least there is some laughing going on so that it gives you something to keep going, right? Just It's basically you're feeding yourself little pieces of bread. That you're never really full. You just you're nonstop hunger, and it just it just helps you like keep going a little farther without dying off. You know, you just yeah. a little. And then, but then you have to listen to yourself, and it's hard, especially <laughs> at the beginning, because you hear yourself. Especially if he has his, you his realize, voice. Yeah, <laughs> Shut up. Yeah, yeah, you realize that you are absolutely terrible at it, <laughs> but you know you have to. But if you really want to do it, you just got to keep going up there and figuring out how to change the unfunny. Just have, to be funny. Have you, know? you ever had to, I know this is kind of out of left field, but have you ever had to deal with hecklers? And if so, what what's kind of your game plan on that? I've always wondered about that. And that's like, I feel like, I don't know if it's comics worst fear, but I know if I was doing that, I would be really scared that someone's going to yell some funny shit out of the crowd and fuck me up or something. Um, That happens. That Everybody will deal with that. There's no getting around it. People in the crowd think they're funny. Occasionally they are, you know. <laughs> I love are. that you said it that way because I feel like that is like sometimes they do say something funny. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? I'll ride the wave on it. I'll be like, Jesus, bro, what are you doing? I'll I'll give you five bucks. To watch you do it. Right? <laughs> you know? But uh, the way I handle it now is, you know, I, I if it's I I actually I encourage I like I don't encourage it, but like when it happens, I'm all over it. You can't out like it's a ninety nine to one odds that you can outsmart me. 
yeah when i'm up there like i've listened to you on so many radio off. shows like you're so quick with stuff so like i guarantee you just fucking uh, eviscerate people yeah and, I, and then uh, like a month, month ago i was downtown india jokers and uh this guy starts talking shit and i you know i hit him with it i clown on his shirt i I started the shoes and worked my way up. So I'll hit your socks, your laces, your fucking, you know, I start with the shoes. I'll hit your pants. I mean, I'll scan a person in two seconds and I'll have five things to say really fast. You know? One of my favorite things that I've ever heard a comedian do, I can't tell you who it was, but they, um, the guy said something out of the crowd or something and he goes, somebody get this guy another drink and so he can drive home drunk. <laughs> Oh, yeah. shit. That's pretty hilarious. <laughs> so, so, um, I yeah, mean, but that's it. So, I, the way I handle it now is I'll, I'll, I'll do a little interaction, and I'll be like, all right, bro, that's enough out of you, you know. And then, <laughs> well, you know well, what, well uh, now you get that, you get that respect now, right? I mean, like, I feel like you're, I feel like you're like, obviously, I, I don't know about outside of Indiana, but I know for a fact in Indianapolis, you're known as like, you know, the guy. So, like, I mean, now you have that respect. Does, does it happen that much anymore? No, it happens. Like I told, and this time, I, lately, I've been getting, like, I'll give you the, I'll give you the, you know, uh, I'll give you the time. Like, all right, you want, you want to be Mister Attention, man? Let's go. Let's make you the attention, and then I'll clown them pretty hard. I'll say some funny things, and I don't, I don't ever hurt anybody's feelings unless they're asking for it, you know. <laughs> and, then, and then I'll be like, listen, bud, either shut the fuck up, or get the fuck out, or get smacked in the mouth, and. And all and, and all the above. Like, what do you want to do? <laughs> and then they're like, now, now, now it's like, all right, well, what's up then? I'm like, well, what? Get out. Okay, do you want to do you want me to smack you in the mouth, or do you just want to get the fuck out? Like, <laughs> if, if it gets to that level, I'm saying, you know, like, yeah. I don't, I don't play anymore. I don't like, I don't got like, well, I'll give you, I'll give you what you want. Here you go. You had the interaction. We had a good time. Okay, now shut the fuck up, and that's yeah. it, right? Um, but overall, like, no, that that never goes away. People, when people are hammered. Nothing it, that never goes away. I mean, the only thing that happens is that now I just really quick with the sword. So you know, it's you can if you want to, and if it's playful, it's playful. We all have a good time. Keep it moving, you know. Right. Uh, I just, I love the interaction with the crowd, but it takes years. Also, that takes years. Like for years, I was scared shitless. Like, please God, nobody's saying nothing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> let me do my five minutes and go go back to my shitty life. Like, let me just do this, please, and then shut the fuck up, please. You know, like, and then you'd hope, but now I'm like, I love hang, like the crowd. Some of my stuff, my favorite shit is what happened. My interactions with the crowd. Yeah, you know, it's the best because you can't, re you can't. That's the one thing you can't fake. Like, it's impossible to fake good crowd interaction. Yeah. <clears throat> so, so when, so I'm a huge fan of Bob and Tom. I don't know if the other guys have uh, listened to you on there, but Bob and Tom. So, tell me what it's like actually doing their show because I was very interested in the fact that I feel like a lot of the times when I'm listening to them, a lot of comedians are doing like their bits from their show, like from their stand up in the show. Because like I'll listen to their you know stand up and then I'll listen to the show and I'll, I'll like I'll recognize stuff. Is that is that planned like that or do you guys like do you just go in there like ready to ready to rock like how does it go um well at, when you first start going on the show the producer you know he's a really cool dude he'll come up he'll like all right how, what do you want us to set up and that's it you're supposed to do your material you know you just yeah. do a conversation in, on the show so when you first start going in i give him five or six different jokes so i can go into and then he'll be like all right he'll give that to tom and then tom does what he does you know and they're masters he'll, he'll, at he'll, that he'll, that's so like it's so yeah. wild tom will set up any joke I'll, you give him the list of material, 
and then he's just he just does what he does. You know, he's really good at it. He'll setting up people, and then I mean, he does it every day. He takes everybody's material and sets them up beautifully, yeah. so that we can see it bit, and then hopefully people think we're funny, and then want to come to the show. That's awesome, dude. But I... then when you're on there more, then you're just hanging out with them, like you're part of the cast. Like there's no real agenda outside of maybe input and just saying dumb shit hoping it's funny it comes off funny or whatever the topic is you know so yeah um but, but it's that, that, that guy's great i mean it just feels awesome it feels like you're walking into like i don't know it's it feels it's like uh there's just this weird really cool feeling because you know this guy is such a legend and what he does and what they've done over the years is so magical that if you could feel it when you walk in there and sit down like it's, it's really intimidating but in a good way, like, you know, it feels like, you know, it's almost like you don't belong there. Right. Know? Oh, dude, I, I, I've i dreamed of, like, that's, like, literally, like, my bucket list is just to, like, meet them and, like, just talk to them. Because like, I just think that they're, I've just, I've followed them for, since I was freaking, like, 12 years old. It's nuts. I almost burnt Bob's house down. <laughs> what? Yeah, swear to God. Uh, I had a girl, ex-girlfriend that lived in his neighborhood, and we were shooting those fucking Roman candles and shit, and almost burnt his house down on accident. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hey, but, stay away from my house, okay? <laughs> hey, man, I super, yeah, I super stoned. Bro. But, but uh, so, so real quick, the last thing I want to just uh, ask you about, like, so, so what was it like working with like the Pat McAfee and the Barstool Heartland? Like, just give us a little bit of a rundown of like, you know, what happened, and then like, you know, not what happened because we kind of know what happened. If they listen to podcasts, they they've probably listened to that show and they understand like the whole like uh, the changing of the guard kind of thing. But you know what what uh what are your feelings on the whole the bar? Barstool Sports and all that stuff. Uh, Pat, well, Pat created he, he, his brain is so wonderful. The way he just made a fun factory for people to just make up dumb shit and then execute on it. You know, <laughs> indeed. Your entire like your entire my entire comedy career, there are always comedians at the show. <laughs> After the show, you know, during the, we're all standing around or out front or outside, whatever, waiting to go up. Or everybody just got off stage. And they're always, there's always a topic that comes up like, man, that'd be funny. We should film that. Oh, we should film that. Oh, that'd be funny. We should film that. Well, you, you spend years saying that with other comedians. And then here comes Pat McAfee. Hasn't done, he's done, hasn't done more than 10 shows. He's just like, you know what? Fuck it. Um, well, if you guys think something's funny, we're going to we film. Whatever you want to do. You got an idea? Let's make it. But then, then you literally, it's finally like, it, it finally happened. You, all that dumb shit you always say you would be funny if you filmed it. He gave us it. He gave us the gear. He hired camera editors, camera guys, and we did it. And that's why my show, like, this would be nothing without it. Like, this guy took my, he, he took what he saw in me, and he helped me produce. He gave me it. He's like, listen, do it. Whatever you want to do. You want to do that show? You want to cook? All right, go. I'll help you as much as I can. What, do you got, what can I do to help you produce this? Every day in that office, it doesn't even make sense that it was a real job. I'd that's, walk in like... <laughs> that's like, what I'm saying. Like, when I follow it, I'm like, dude, I just, like, if I could have given up everything and just fucking worked for them, I would have oh, done man. it in a second. Like, I'm married and I have, like, a house and all that stuff, but, like, I, if I could have done it, I would have done it. Yeah, he, the way the way he did that was so badass. I mean, I would have, I backdoored the whole operation at Barstool. Like, I didn't go to that Barstool Idol or none of that shit. <laughs> that i just i just hung out with pat we did funny shit we did you know we always did stand up we did our podcast and the radio show and it just kept working and it kept working and uh that guy i mean the love the level of love he was already setting me up to be on my own anyways like months before a couple months before this breakup 
you know, he, he we had meetings and he was just like, Look, I don't want you to be my employee. I want you to be my coworker. Right. He goes, you, you know, he just goes, I, the vision I see you and the path of what you've got going on is going to blow up and you need to be your own businessman. You, you know, you, you need to be that guy no longer working for anybody else. And I was like, you know, I'm flattered because basically, they, you know, they pay your, the way it works is they pay your salary and then whatever, whatever content you produce, if they, if, if, if it's popular enough, they can sell ads on it. They keep the ad money. So if they make a million dollars off of somebody, like if, let's say they make a million dollars. Well, that's good for them. Like they gave me, you know, they gave me a really nice salary to produce this stuff and hoping that this happens. That's it's all crazy. And, I always yeah. wondered how that, how that all worked. Yeah. It's, it's just all, dude, it's literally nothing about, it's all about the commercials. That's all that matters. Right. You know, like I got this French red hot thing and this other stuff. <clears throat> um, and I've had to adjust because it's different when you start working with these big ass sponsors, you know, they, they want stuff taken out. They want stuff, you know, fixed. They want to like not do things. So instead of me just having this free will to just say whatever whatever I want, it changes because you have now you have these people giving paying a lot of money to, to basically buy your show. Yeah, absolutely. So and I'm cool with it. Like whatever, man. I, I, I'm a corporate whore. I I want that. I want that. Yeah, it's a really it's a really great problem. It's, it's like. For, <laughs> For so long, I was like a sponsor would be amazing if they can give us money, and now now I get them every episode, and I and I, it's changed my life. Like I'm making more money I've ever made. I'm in a better position than I've ever been in. I'm about I, I'm about to move to New York in less than a week. I'll be doing stand up there right out of the gate. I've already got my first show lined up at the Village Underground. Like yeah. I'm hitting the ground running. I'm waiting, and I got. When does this podcast come out? We, we drop it on Mondays. So basically, as soon as we're done talking here, I'm going to edit it a little bit together, and then I'm just going to drop it down. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, the, we, we could say what's going on in the podcast. I guess just don't, like, mention it, like, in the posts or anything. But I got my own serious show coming out starting November 12th from that's 10 awesome. to 11 in the morning. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah that's, Congratulations, that's man. My, yeah. That's, that, thank you very much. That's what I'm really excited about. I got... You know, I got a good team. I built, we built a good little team for our radio show, and um, you know, Polar Vortex will be hanging out, and we're going to be doing my thing. And uh, God I, damn I, it, I now I have to subscribe to another thing. <laughs> yeah, well, it for the first three months, so get that now. Yes, these absolutely. Two, these two won't understand, but you're like the Mario Batali of comedy to me, man. Like I'm a huge culinary fan, so you're like the Mario <laughs> Batali of comedy to me. Because I love watching $20 Chef, love watching you do your thing. Like, you're fucking hilarious. I, I can't it. wait to come to your show next weekend in Nashville. So you've you've done a show there before, haven't you? Yeah, I, I went there one time. Uh, by the way, thanks for that wonderful compliment. I really appreciate that. You're welcome. Um, um, I I have. I One time I had nothing going on, and Todd and Vibs were playing there. So I went and hung out and just hosted. And now I was, I was blown away by how cool that place was. And I was like, yeah, I'll do, definitely want to do a show there. Cool, man. So, and, um, you know, it's exciting. And... That, that place is great. That's like the heart of like what Indiana is. Like you're talking about a show in a barn where people bring their own drinks. <laughs> it doesn't get much more. It doesn't get much more Indiana, Indiana right? That, yeah. <laughs> like they have cool like, tailgates. A tailgate show without the cars. That's what it is. <laughs> uh, what kind and, of um, what kind of advice do you have? I mean, I'm all about the advice from people who who have got their shit going on. So. Uh, what kind of advice do you have for people doing what we're doing? We're always taking, you know, any any kind of advice we can get from people. Look in the mirror less and cry more, Shane. The only thing, there's only one real rule is, that, is just keep doing it and keep going and get reps in. It's all about the reps. You know, like we did 400 podcasts before we ever did with Pat. And 
if we if Todd wasn't on top of his shit and the type A personality that he is, where we all record it and then he would always sit there and edit it every single time. You know, like we did it in our garage for a long ass time, and before that we did it, and they did it at the comedy club before that. So the, the only real only real secret is to keep doing it and, and just getting the reps in. Yeah, Whether yeah. one person or a million people are listening. Yeah. The point is is getting in the reps, getting your you know, and, and, and being able to step up to the plate and just and just get a hit every time. That's it. Just get just get making contact. Yeah, you and, know and, you know, I think you're yeah. right. Uh, we've definitely as the show's gone on and I can tell like that we've only moved forward and gotten better and evolved. And I mean if that continues to happen then, you know, sky's the limit. Yeah, no, no one's no one goes backwards. Like you can't get worse at talking. Like, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Sometimes Shane dude, and I, uh, <laughs> Shane, Shane has a hard time pronouncing words sometimes. So. Yeah, dude. <laughs> well, that's just a lack of talent on your guys. <laughs> I'm like the George Bush of uh, podcasts. I just don't know how to say big words. <laughs> Keep the pretzels away that's from right, that guy. Dude. But I you think. Just stick- Two syllables, bro. <laughs> well, I think it's uh, I think it's actually turned into like kind of part of his character, honestly. Like you know, like I mean, being on a podcast, you are a character basically. You're you're yourself, but times like a hundred. Yeah, and, it, and it's fun, man. It's fun. You're just literally talking with your buddies. It's it's so much fun. You can't you can't you know you can't have it's if it's not fun. Then that's another thing. If you're not having a good time, if you don't look forward to getting in there with your buddies, then then you know that's when you got to start rethinking some things. But don't maybe, you know, right. chemistry can always get fucked up, you know. If your friend owes you 500 bucks for, and you know you only have $10 in your account and he's got 2000 he ain't paying you. And, <laughs> yeah. then, and, then, and then you want to do a podcast together, well, it's not going to go very well. It's going to be shitty chemistry. And, that you know, other than that, other than that scenarios, like, you, you can't, you just got to keep doing reps and just keep rocking. I mean, right there's on. really nothing. And that's, I mean, that's just advice that goes across the board for whatever you're doing. Like, yeah, I think it's you know, kind of, a, of us against the world type deal. Like, if we're not uh, looking out for each other and doing what's right for the podcast, then, I mean, like you said, it's not going to be good chemistry and things aren't going to go the way you want them to. Yeah, and that's it. I mean, you just got to keep doing it, whether it is comedy. That's all, that was like the secret I think Lewis Black told me. He's like, dude, my first five years was dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds spot on. <laughs> just keep doing it, kid. Keep doing it, kid. That was it. You know, I, I went to the improv. I used to pick all their brains. And here it is. Like, I'm about to be 40 years old. The exact month I've, I've turned 40, I get my own serious show. I moved to New York. I have a show at a comedy club that I've been dying to play at for over 10 years. So it does happen. You know, it does come together. It doesn't, and you can't, you don't know when the timing is or when it for, you can't force. Nothing can be forced. It's all about the, you know, it's like it, 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 it has to happen naturally and organically. And it just matters. Do you have the patience and the will, and the and the you know the whatever that that feeling in your gut, the hunger to keep going? Right. Because if it didn't, because if none of this was happening right now, I would just keep doing shows. Yeah. Like nothing changed. Nothing would change. Comedy doesn't go anywhere for me. I'm hunting it. Try to do the next paycheck. Try to do the next set. Try to have that feeling when you walk off and you feel like you've just murdered somebody in the gladiator arena, <laughs> and they're just fucking broken roses on you. You know, it's the feeling. You can't get you can't when you start killing it, it gets so much more addictive, so much oh, more yeah. addicting. Like, and so you just keep going, and and that's it. I mean, there's no real secret except for just keep fucking going. You know, just that's what I'm doing. Like, mm. everybody thinks that oh, you made it now. I'm like, no, I haven't made it yet. Like, I, in my mind, I'm like, well, yeah, uh, well, I, I haven't made anything. Like, that's... I don't have a, I don't have a, I don't have any hour specials on Netflix. Yeah, I'm not on I'm not on HBO. Like, what are you talking about? I made it. Like, 
and, and, I, and I'm happy people think that. I mean, like, that means progress. I'm making progress. Yeah. But I have not made it. My, my... I don't. I don't. I don't own shit. Like I have a car <laughs> loan, but I don't. It's, I make payments. Yeah. You know, like my my so, uh, my cliche question that I always do to all the people that we've talked to on the podcast: What is the is there is there an end game? Like, is there a, a place in life? Like, if you if you do certain things, you're going to look around and be like, "I made it." I think when you have the freedom to do, and also that that question is subjective to the person's perspective. That is, whoever okay. thinks you know whatever the whoever the person is that, that is deciding what made it means right right so me personally if i have over six figures in my bank account and i can leave and come and go as i please i can leave right now i just feel like going to bali right now <laughs> like all right then i can just get on my phone get a ticket go and do it that and then i don't have i don't have i no one can fire me from anything i'm doing my own thing and i'm do, going and doing what i want that will be mine like I feel if I have some cool ass spot that I know that if I just one day woke up and I'm no longer funny, well, I have this house that I can sell off, whatever, right? Like, I, if I if I can never do comedy again and still be fine with financially and not have to go and get a real job, then that means I made it personally myself. But um, you know, I, I'm a long way from that in my own mind. You know, I mean, 40 years old for a comedian is literally the prime. Of Almost. Well, I'm, ju just, I'm just going to you know, say, like, you answered, you've answered that question better than anybody else we've had on the podcast. Well, you're having some shitty guests. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're right no, about that. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate that. And that's it. It's, it's all perspective. I mean, whatever you're doing, like, what, like, look at rich people. Like, so when they have rich kids that just do drugs and alcohol because they got no drive and they got no hunger because they have, you know, their perspective is all fucked up. Right. Like, what, what do you mean? You, you literally are starting... On the, on the on the fucking on the other team's ten yard line, <laughs> and I'm back here starting on the one on our own one, or whatever the fuck you guys get what I'm saying. Yeah, and, they're, and they're and they're depressed, taking pills, trying to like trying to like legitimize their problems because it's clinically it's been you know clinical depression or whatever. Like oh, I've been clinically fucking what's the word? Uh, what's when you get? You know, clinically something. <laughs> yeah. there, there's I something know, about I starving know. and being in the shit that just kind of like well, also like the best never being sometimes. satisfied. I think like I think you're talking about like an end game, <laughs> but I think when you get a little taste of uh, success or anything, you want to just keep going and see how far you can take it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like anyone yeah, with a, a little bit of success is that's. I mean, they get like, wow, this is great. I bet I could. And you, you're hungry and you want to continue. And like, like you were talking, rich kids, yachts and they thoughts, already bro. have that. They already have everything that they've ever wanted, so they don't have any drive to actually like be anything. Yeah, you know, Pat always said, one thing. Pat always says to the office, he goes, "Hey, some people get. He goes, some people get comfortable when things when things look like they're doing well." He goes, "Are you gonna fucking? Are you gonna? Are you gonna be content with where you're at, or are you gonna? Are you gonna double down because the hunger is real? Like, what are you gonna do?" Yeah, I think it's and, important. You know, I mean, the, that guy is his. If you if you don't act like he acts, and you are not even anywhere near his level, then that means you have a problem mentally that you have to deal with, right? Yeah, you're because already you're already getting beat every day. Yeah, he's a multimillionaire. He's a, he's excelled at every level of everything he's ever done. He he. He's a fucking. He gives away hundreds of thousands of dollars for people every year. I mean, the guy's on another level, and you would never know. He's just a humble, cool ass dude. So if he's like that, and if, if you're not even near his level, and you're not like that, 
you know, like, well, well I got to keep, you know, I got to keep going. I just want him. I just want him to call me Cuz one time. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's I, fucking awesome. I, 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 a thousand percent appreciate you taking the time to do the podcast with us, man. Thank you for doing the interview and just chatting with us, man. It's, it's actually gone a little bit longer than I expected, but I appreciate you taking that time to do it because you are one of my, my like people I've looked up to for, I don't know how long, like, I mean, it's, it's at least three years since you've been in Indianapolis, but I mean, I just, I appreciate you taking the time. Johnny has like one thing I think he wants to say, but I just wanted to say thank you. Oh, no sweat, man. I appreciate you guys having me on. Man, I'm just curious, like, as a, I'm a huge fan of the culinary arts, like, was there a certain grandmother or chef that, like, inspired you to go, go that route? Because, uh, I'm just curious. I love, love yeah. the culinary yeah, well, arts. So. I, just, I never ate out as a kid. My grandmother always cooked every single day, and my mom did too. Same. So, um, that was definitely a thing growing up, like, I would be so excited about, was my grandmother and my mother eating, like, we had to be home at 530, that's what you gotta do. Um, but then, you know, so when I got older, I was, I'd always ask my mom for recipes and shit, you know, when I started cooking on my own. Um, and that was, yeah, but definitely my grandmother sitting around all day making a tomato sauce from, from scratch at like six in the morning before everybody's up. That yep. was, you know, that was definitely the start of nice. something. And, oh, yeah. and cooking for the ladies is always like, dude, you already have a leg up on everybody else because... Nobody well, I, does that anymore. I can confirm that if you follow a shrimp recipe, green shit does go on orange shit. It just <laughs> is there any before we get they're out of asking, here? They're ahead. not asking for much, guys. Just put in a little effort, all right? <laughs> exactly. Before we get out of here, is it is there anything you want to pl- plug or anything? No, I'm um, just get, download serious again and start listening to me every day, Monday to Friday. I'm doing from, it. Uh, I'm doing it literally tomorrow. It's called ADD Radio with Chef and YP. YP is my partner. Can't wait, dude. That's so awesome. And then also, we will be in Nashville, Indiana, so I hope to actually like get to shake your hand and chat with you a little bit in person. Awesome. Oh, yeah, definitely. Just let me know where you're sitting so I do not come talk to you fucking weirdos. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, I appreciate you guys, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm thank you, man. Thank you, man. Have a good one, and then uh, just keep killing it, dude. All right, thanks for having me on. Peace out. Late. <laughs> That was a fucking awesome interview. That I'm was so incredible. like I'm so excited that I got to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, what a cool ass dude. Like it's so cool. He's like, one of the dopest individuals ever. Like yeah. culinary and comedy, my two favorite things. Like <laughs> he's like a fucking hero to me. John, yeah. Johnny's in love. Yeah. I have been. But do you guys know his address? <laughs> no. no I'm just, just kidding, uh, just but kidding. no, I think uh I think it's awesome to like actually hear that because I've talked about like dude, I was like in a dark place early last week where I was like, I'm just gonna fucking quit this podcast. Damn. <laughs> Oh like, I, like Thanks I, for sharing I, that with us. Well, I, I just want to—I want to go out there and say it and like put it out there, just because I was like, I was thinking like I, I don't know. I like I get <clears throat> when I drink a lot, like and then like have that you know, uh, what is it the uh, the, the anti step. the antisocial feeling yeah, the yeah, next yeah. day? Like I I had that after the after the uh, tailgate podcast because like that was really fun, but like not what I wanted. Yeah. Like I wanted it to be big. I wanted like people to be excited to come yeah. in and, and it was, it was big. It was, it was fun. We had somebody from fucking Buffalo, like that was a fan of the Buffalo bills and it was a great conversation, great podcast, all that stuff. But like at the end of the day, like when I'm again, and I'm a slave to like numbers. So like when I see like that only 200 people listen to this, I'm like, God damn it. And yeah. then, but then Jen actually like who I don't feel like supports the podcast. She doesn't listen. She doesn't give a fuck Here's about the it. Top, have fun. She she <laughs> no, she, she actually like because I texted her and I was like, 
you know, I'm thinking like maybe get to like 200 episodes and call it like quits. And she was like, why? And then she like, she actually like got like in my head and like reversed the, the thoughts I was having and then having him on, yeah, like it just gets me like back in that mode and like, and Johnny and you, like when you guys text me about stuff that has to do with the podcast, like it gets yeah. me back we, into we, it. We've definitely gotten away from that recently, at least with me, because yeah. I'm like, I don't, I'm busy. You're busy as fuck. But, and I hate that. That's one of my, I hate not being able to be interactive throughout the week. And like, sometimes you'll text me and by the time I, like I'm fucking, it's like nine o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. I got to, you know, I got to get my daughter ready right. for bed and blah, blah, blah. So that, I, I feel you. Like, I feel like we've, we, we, we're going to definitely go through some dark yeah. times where things aren't necessarily going the way that we want him but he he just gave us um like proof you know like nuggets of great information keep, yeah. keep chugging cool. away no matter what and something will he said he didn't do he did 400 podcasts <laughs> that's so before crazy. and we're like not even fucking close to that no. and think about how good at being uh podcasters or whatever the fuck you want to say we will be by the time we get to that 400 right. well, this show just in the time that I've been on it has evolved Leaps and bounds. Existentially. You're welcome, guys. <laughs> Did I fuck it up? Existentially doesn't work. That's like that's, that's like you thinking about like See? your own life and that no. kind of thing. Yeah. So no. I am thinking about my own life right now. <laughs> so it works. No, I, I, I just like I said, like I just I, I don't know. I, I had a really weird feeling, but it's something that like I said, you guys have like actually like put like I don't think you guys intentionally. I'm gonna tell you right intentionally now. pushed me, but if you, you get rid of the me. podcast, I'm fucking, I'm keeping it, and I'm running <laughs> Dude, with it straight up. Like, yeah, you know those texts when I send them to you, like I'm so glad I'm comfortable with the word hero because <laughs> those drunk texts were like just. We gotta do this. <laughs> we gotta fucking do this, bro. Well, I just like, like I said, I'm super excited about like the stuff that's coming up because, like, when I was thinking that, I was like, "There's nothing fucking happening. Nothing's going on. This is just gonna be the same thing over and over." But then he came on. You guys have given me like new life. Like I said, like if I was doing this by myself, I would have probably already quit. Yeah. But I have, I have, I feel like having you guys well, as now a, I'm just as worried a, you're I'm unstable just, as fuck. Yeah, over there. Me too. Like, I'm like, the podcast is going to end at any moment. Dude, you guys Where's the cross eyed bear? I'm, I'm, I'm way too, I'm way too Q obsessed with this than I, yeah. that I'm going to not stop. I'm but, just going to like, do you I'm going to start I'm stroking the mic stand as he says that. <laughs> I'm going to start paying someone to like call Life coach. No, to He's like, just a boy. <laughs> I'm going to call, I'm going to pay someone to like, message on like the you know like say something really like juice's voice just does something <laughs> and then you're gonna cream your pants and then we'll be we'll have a podcast forever <laughs> no i just i appreciate you guys being a part of it and i appreciate him coming on the podcast because it's fucking awesome like it just the the people we get to talk to and the people we get to meet is just it's it, that's what keeps me like in, excited about doing it. Yeah, every week. I, that's like one I, of the top ten influences in my life, right there. That we just had a conversation. Like about. I think of all the things that I have got it's to incredible. do because of this podcast, and there's quite a few of them. Yeah. Like I mean, just talking to the famous people that we've talked to, whether they be you know famous to someone else, I don't really give a fuck. Right. Um, but to me, that was a huge deal talking to you know BMX. You know, gold medalist. DJ talk, Eleven talking to a fucking movie stars, yep. talking to uh, reality TV show stars. Um, I would have never done stand up if it wasn't for this because I got roped into it. Right. I would have never got to do a live hundredth show. <laughs> like, how long have I been? How long have I been on the podcast before we did that? Like, not very long. Right. And I just like we just fucking went and did it, <laughs> and it was what it was. But it was fun. And I always, I always, it. I always give myself props about the fact that we're just going to try it. 
Yeah, yeah fuck it. Fucking, we really do just fucking. We do <laughs> like we make each other do stuff, and we we're both like, I don't fucking know what we're doing, or, and and then we're just kind of like doing it. But who fucking cares? We're doing things that like, dude. When I tell someone I've done stand up before, which I'm I'm not saying I've done I've done it one time, yeah, which is not a huge deal. But people are like, whoa, really? Like when did well and like want to know the story and shit yeah. because it's like. It takes a lot of balls to get up on the stage and fucking say that, you know, yeah. and put yourself out there and look like an idiot, maybe. But, you know, <laughs> I mean, that's like a key, though, man. Like, you got to force each other to always get better, champion yeah. each other, but inspire each other at the same time. Like, the, yeah. that's so huge. Like, Agreed. I'll look at you and call you a bitch and, like, make fun of you all the time, and you'll do the same. <laughs> like, we do that to each other all the time at well, the same you don't, time. That's like, what friends do. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, like, at the same time, like, People he's having a dark moment. Shit, yeah. It's like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, there's a crum- camaraderie in that, you know? Yeah. Like, well, it, I mean, camaraderie. Camaraderie. You mean, like, coming. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm still impressed on how accurate that kid was. Like, the oh, accuracy. No. I forgot we talked about like, that. Like, if he, if he didn't Spider Man up the walls afterwards i'm disappointed <laughs> but i mean even like even next weekend like I'm, I'm getting a chance to be an actor in a music video that i <laughs> yeah. just like i just like message some the internet's awesome yeah like I just it really is somebody thanks to him for that i get to be a part of it yeah too. and then johnny's gonna be in there uh i didn't i didn't ask you because i thought you'd be busy that's yeah, okay so I'll, I'll do you want to do it nah. we need to take some girls with us <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh I'll, I won't do this one, but you know, <laughs> I won't do that one. Though. I'll admire you guys from afar. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, uh, I have a couple other things on this list, but I think we fucking hit it. All. What's what's on the list? And we'll, we'll um, the, the, okay. So so we haven't done a Judgment oh, Day in a long time. Okay. So, oh my God. so I have. You I, obviously have one, and now I have to think of one. <laughs> so yeah. I have I have a Judgment Day, and we're gonna get into it. Do, 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 do. It's not working. I'm doing it. I'm doing it for you. Okay, that's it. Let's just do All it. Right. Okay, judgment, judgment day. Yeah. Judgment Here it is, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, so judgment day. There's a gentleman in. I want to say. Let me look it up real quick. But there's Don't a say guy. Fucking Florida. There's a guy not letting Comcast in his bo- backyard to in his butt. <laughs> guy in his. He's not letting Comcast in his backyard to run internet lines for his neighbors and everything like that. So let me look Ooh, it up. Does he actually hold rights to that? Like, can he do that? I think so. Sounds like Ultimate dick move. Sounds like he can. <laughs> Wonder if he likes French fried taters. Mm-hmm. He was just a boy. <laughs> okay, so here it is, here it is, here it is, here it is. A backyard dispute is keeping residents of one Colorado neighborhood from getting an internet upgrade. A neighbor is refusing to allow workers access into his backyard to install fiber optic cables unless he gets paid. Andrew O'Connor said it's about a big corporation bullying people and trying to run people over. The Lafayette resident says he is not allowing Comcast in his backyard to install higher quality fiber optics on principle. He says the company was unprofessional when they first asked to install the upgrade. Now he says it'll make it'll take much more than an apology. It will take cold hard cash. So first he's of all, an asshole, but dude, fuck this guy. This is like I, if, pre- I was, if I was his asshole, neighbor, I would I'm be clapping. like, dude, I'm trying to get fucking a thousand megabytes a second download. This is and you're fucking stopping it, bro. No, dude, get out of here. This fuck is off. present day, like. The, the man coming I'm to your f- farm and being like, we're going to build a highway here. I don't give a fuck, dude. Do it. Like, if, if fucking Comcast was like, hey, we're going to go dig a trench in your backyard, I'd be like, fine. And, and I would be like, that's cool because that's good for my neighbors. That's good for me. Don't give a fuck. This guy's an asshole. And this okay, guy's okay, a, okay. He's a, he's a terrible person. Scenario, scenario. Okay, right now, knock, knock, knock on the door. 
guy's from Comcast. And he's like, hey, guy, we're putting a fucking thing in your backyard. Is that fine? Like, he's just a dick. Yeah. And he really rubs you the wrong way. He talks to you like a piece of shit. <laughs> Are you going to let this guy still do it? I feel like Dude, I'm not, it's a principal thing. Nothing. If someone comes to my house and is like, we're doing this and we're doing that, I'm like, fuck you. You better give me $500 or, or nobody in this bitch is getting cable. Indeed. Like, so that's I, what that guy's asshole, doing, and I think that guy's a dick. He's not wrong. But I don't, know, I don't know the scenario. He probably lives in an exact neighborhood like this, Yeah, and he's just being an asshole. What he's if his neighbor's dog shit. constantly shits in his yard? Good. And yeah. Kick the dog. If that fucking apple what? tree drops apples in my yard one more time. That's what it is. I'm done. I think that guy's an asshole. I judge him. He's terrible. Everybody's just trying to get better porn. I'm gonna get better judge gaming. Like I'm gonna judge this guy that made me cuss in front of my daughter the other day <laughs> because I was out there on 52, and you know how it's just like that long. Sh- this guy made you. do Yeah, that. he he did. There's no like he he should have known better. <laughs> but we're driving on. I'm driving on 52, and you know how it uh, it's like a long stretch. There's this two. Oh yeah. And we're coming up to one of the lights, and I speed up to get in front of him, just because I I'm going faster than you. So I'm like he fucking speeds up, and like won't let me over. And then right when and there's a car up in my lane, so I have to like like slow down. And he just sped up. Just he's like no one gets in front of me. It's a road. He's racing. You don't know how cars and traffic work. Like so, I was fucking fuming. I don't know why. I maybe had like a long ass day. I had a lot on my mind. My daughter's in the back seat, and she's all like. Oh, like being all fucking cute and stuff. Hey, the, this, this backpack has, has really good straps. <laughs> yeah, she's, that's the kind of shit she says. So I go around the guy and I go to the next light, and the guy pull like he doesn't pull completely up to the light because he doesn't want to make eye contact with me. I fucking roll my window down and put my head backwards out of, out of the window. And I go, "What the fuck is your problem?" And he he won't look at me. He's looking straight. No, he's looking straight ahead, like, and I'm oh, like okay. to to his right, and he's just like, I'm like, you fucking piece of shit, blah blah, and like I'm yelling and yeah. I'm like saying bad things in front of my daughter, and I just, I felt really bad about that, and then he like the light turned green and he goes and like peels off, and then because he's scared, I don't know he's what he was, for his life. he fucking should be, <laughs> but anyway, so and then we're driving and my daughter's like, why'd you yell at that man, <laughs> and I'm like, he. Pulled in front of us. I didn't know what to say to her. I was like, "You're right. Why did I yell?" Like, I know. I just feel like a bad parent. Well, and, and kids like have that like way of seeing the world, like and being like, "Yeah, like why'd you do that, <laughs> Daddy? Daddy, why'd you do that for?" <laughs> That's not nice. So I do judge that guy though because he did the move where he was like he felt like he was getting beat. What? It's just one of those things, like. Like growth, like I get you're 10 years old and you're riding bikes and you want to get to the house before the other guy. But when you're fucking, he was clearly like 40 something and he just couldn't fucking, hey man, I'm not letting this guy get in front of me. And that's what made me mad. It's like, you're such a, like I have my kid in the car and he kind of almost made me like, like have to slam on my brakes and stuff. And anytime anyone puts like my, like it makes me really mad. Yeah. So I was like even more mad because of that. And then, so, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, he probably lives in New Pal, because he kept going straight. <laughs> and I was like, please turn left on 700. I'd fucking dare you. <laughs> also, I had a full-ass Baja Blast from Taco Bell, and I was about to blast his car with it. <laughs> I was thinking about doing I was like, can I get in trouble for this? Like, I was thinking about it. And then I was like, 
I had to keep having me like my daughter's right there, and then she's gonna go home and be like, "Daddy threw a drink at the, the, the man." Uh, so that's a really good judgment. So how there. dare that man on, make me be a shitty dad? And you know, fuck that guy. On the spot, you came up with that, and I love it. Yeah, that's good. I just thought of something good that made job. me mad. Do you have a judgment day? Motherfuckers that are uh, pulling a trailer and they don't take <laughs> 30, 30 goddamn seconds of their time to take the little plug and plug it in yeah, so that their lights. taillights work, yeah. motherfuckers. I love that I truck. Think, I think there's a thing with like taillights on trailers that do, they don't work very well or something because they're always fucking out. And I honestly think a lot of times I'll look and they are plugged in. I don't know if they're just like shitty or what, but... A lot of people don't take care of their stuff. Yeah. And make sure that, that it's still truck. working. I know, man. Also, is like would it be weird to have like a trailer cover? You, like, know, you know how what, you get a car cover? You know what pissed me off? Like even though I was like discombobulated a little bit cuz I'm I I had a concussion for sure. Like I smashed my shit against the windshield. Yeah. I get out like ready uh, to like, "What's up, motherfucker? We going to do this?" Oh, and then he gets out and it's like some old man. He's like, "Sir, are you okay?" <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I really wanted to fight you. But oh, I, shucks. I, Turns I out know. my trailer lights don't work. <laughs> yeah. Well, he's like, well, mister, uh, you need me to call the law? And I was like, you Mr. just called me mister and you said law. Like, is this 1856? Like, <laughs> Dude, I love when people that are younger than me call me sir. And I'm like, yeah, you're fucking damn right. I'm sir. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. just thinking this old man got like Red Dead Redemption 2 way before we all did. He's like, hey, mister, you need me to call the law? I call, I call people like I call... Uh, team members at work kids but they're all older than me like i'm like all right kids i'm getting out of here and they're like you're younger than us and i'm just like yeah all right whatever i'm just, yeah, I'm just trying to make it get back to make work. a joke so dude i have noticed that we're getting to the age where we're able to say things because like i'm noticing because i go to uh, school with a lot of younger kids and they don't know what things are that i know are like <laughs> and it, it boggles my mind i'm like do you remember fucking uh Oregon trail <laughs> yeah perfect example and they're like what the fuck is that and i'm like well and then when i try to explain it, i make it sound so stupid i'm like it's like this computer and you like uh and you die on the Oregon trail mostly from like sars or I don't know, right? dysentery yeah dysentery. rattlesnake bit samantha yeah there's a snake in my boot i will never i'll never not forget when I finally learned what dysentery was because it's basically shitting yourself to death. Yeah. <laughs> like that, yeah. that made me laugh so hard as a kid playing really? Oregon Trail. That's how I, my great grandpa died. I, I, <laughs> no, it didn't. That's not how he died. Yeah, they named it. It was his name Terry. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you know, we, we like, yeah, we, we kind of like grew up in the same neighborhood. You knew this. Uh, that no. virus is dysentery. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going though. It's stupid. It's so stupid. I just thought of a Mr. Hanky coming up and like. Howdy ho! I can't do that right now. My voice is too fucked up. Howdy ho! Dude, we have to yell a lot at work, and the other day, and you have to say like clear. The other day I went clear, like my voice like fucking in front of like six dudes. It was like the most embarrassing. I have not been embarrassed in a long time. I was like clear, and they were like, they were like, what the fuck was that? And I was like, I'm just gonna go. Yeah, I got a boot. It was so bad. It worked perfectly. Though. Like, <laughs> I'll buy all these planes. You just, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I need to. I need to isolate that. Save it so I can play it on the podcast. It's like, like it, it sounded like when uh, you know those goats that yell. <laughs> what it sounded like. Like <laughs> exactly what it sounded like. So, so the, the, all right, this is the last thing because I know we're getting like late on time, but. 
the goat thing that you just brought up. Like when I first went to the like state fair and heard goats for the first yeah. time, I thought it was a person. I know. It sounds like <laughs> someone. It's, it sounds like, yeah, it does. Or it sounds like someone's in danger or yeah. something. And also the the fucking goats that just will like if you scare them they just fall, fall over. That's the, the hilarious fainting, to me. Fainting goats, dude. I if I, I I would just be out in a field for like hours. Yeah. <laughs> I would like set them up like dominoes and like ah and then like <laughs> no I uh, I can't wait till I'm old enough and I have property I'm gonna own goats goats are awesome they're hilarious yeah, except they're kind of mean they like, are headbutt you but yeah. that's, that's why I want to fuck with them like I want them to like yeah. be playing like you know headbutting me and like blues out there with his hard head and getting headbutted yeah. by he's the gonna be like 40 <laughs> yeah he's, he's already fucking like almost eight years old i love that i thought your other dog was really old but he's just gross no toby's, toby, <laughs> toby is really old toby's, I thought he's, toby's he's, like 10 he's super old oh, really i asked and she said he was like two i thought no no, no. Oh, okay so he is yeah, old that's he why acts like he's two. Oh yeah no, yeah, that's uh, old man breath. Oh there. God, it's so, <laughs> it's gross. so it gross! It smells like Glad rotting, fl- smell. rotting flesh that is. Fish. Remember how I always say like that looks like it smells bad? Like that's a perfect example of just like. Yep. Imagine Jeffrey Dahmer pulled his toothbrush out of someone's uh, asshole. What the Ooh. fuck? That Every was so morning. specific. He's because thought of this before. That's what I'm saying. Like, but that's what I'm it, not. I'm just going with it. <laughs> yeah. That's what it smells like though. Yeah, like, absolutely. I got Dead a weird, rotting I, flesh. I got a weird vibe coming from. All right, on that <laughs> note, <laughs> Jeffrey Dahmer's butthole toothbrush. <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> Warm water or cold water? No, let us That's know. that's it. So what oh, yeah, is it? Toothbrush. What uh, is it? Is it? I'm cold water. I never fucking in my life thought. I thought people were crazy when they so were saying. So what we're talking about is the Facebook post. Do you use cold water or hot water to brush your teeth? Did some? Now, my, what I'm curious about is, was that just a train of thought that you had, or did somebody teach you that? Uh, it actually evolved. Well, listen to Shane's way of doing this. Okay, so oh, yeah. it's evolved Serial over killer. the yeah, it's evolved over <laughs> the years. Um, I think when I first started brushing my teeth, I did it very normally. Cold water. Yeah. Cold water. So, and then I noticed that, like, I was always scared that I was brushing the enamel off my teeth. <laughs> what the Because fuck? you can do that, because I brushed really hard when I was a kid. So, and then my doctor's like, hey, you need to chill out on how hard you're brushing your teeth. <laughs> That's not sandpaper, dog. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, get them clean, 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 clean. <laughs> but anyway, so I, uh, so I was like, man, it's, I noticed that when you, I go to clean my toothbrush, it's like hot water makes the bristles a lot softer. So when I brush my teeth, I use that and I kind of go really soft. So I don't like do that. So, Eventually, I was like, now I need to start cleaning my tongue because I noticed I did it one time and all this shit came off my tongue. And I was like, oh, God, I'm never not brushing my tongue ever again. What came off of your tongue? (laughs) Dude, I sleep with my mouth open. for Like we've talked about, there's a Petri dish on my fucking tongue when I wake up. I'm like the Mojave Desert on my fucking tongue. So, you know the the movie Sahara? (laughs) Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey is on my tongue. Whoa. With fucking Selma Hayek, or whoever the fuck is in that movie. Man, Selma Hayek's really hot. Dude, Gosh, I on Instagram. She's still a fox. Yeah. Her, God. Her and Jennifer cool. Aniston don't age. All right, all right, keep going. The, the. Fucking fox. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so, yeah, I'll make this a lot shorter. I have two toothbrushes. I have one for the so actual dumb. brushing of my teeth. <laughs> and then I use hot water with that. And then when I'm done, I take the... Um, the other toothbrush and I use cold water and get it wet so it's nice and hard and then I brush my tongue really really hard with it and then what I do is when I, when the the newest toothbrush that I use on my teeth gets old I get rid of the one for my tongue and that now that's my tongue one 
And then that's how I brush my fucking teeth. And it's uh, and I've never had a cavity, so uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> how grossed out are you? That there's some kind of I, rhyming thing with happy tongue, happy teeth, or some. <laughs> you know, there's it's out there. I don't know how to say it, but how grossed out are you that I use my wife's toothbrush because I have because because I because my toothbrush is in my gym bag so that I when I go to the gym in the morning, dude, you cannot pay me to use anyone's toothbrush. <laughs> oh, I've done it before. No, I've, I've heard people like girlfriend's house. Can I use your toothbrush yeah. i'm like no like dude i hit it I've with like listerine first but if i you know how there's people out there that they just kind of do whatever they want if i had somebody like stay at my house and they just were like yeah i used your toothbrush <laughs> i would like i can see it in your eyes i don't know right what now. i would do a murder would occur I'd, first of all i'd go in the bathroom and like throw make myself throw up a bunch of times and then I'd come out and beat their ass. <laughs> if they were, like, for their sake, I hope they're not a woman because I'm going to fucking. I'm going to jail for sure. <laughs> the conviction in your eyes right now Dude. lets oh, me know. God, like. That's so nasty. Think about, okay, so the thing that makes things so nasty for me is the actual thought of that thing happening. So imagine my toothbrush going into someone else's mouth and then brushing across their fucking gums and their. Oh, yeah. And I do that with Jen's toothbrush. And you know, there's fucking <laughs> yeah, like, like, there's like blood involved even though you don't want to like admit it like you you know like you got gums and they're gonna bleed and like my gums don't bleed i'm not saying they do i'm just saying <laughs> if you hit your gum hard enough it's gonna like there's nasty shit on there it's oh, yeah. basically like like people get you know herpes and all kinds of nasty but shit from that this is his wife what's in her mouth is in my I mouth know, but it's kind of like how i look at it like, i just I, I the thing is though like i say that but at the same time like i would not be opposed to like if i was staying at somebody's house and they were like dude. go ahead and just use my toothbrush i'm like all right cool you can't like, even <laughs> you can't even i can't even tell you the weird the weird things that i do like mouthwash just to dip it in a no i don't even care about that i'm good like okay i'm the guy that i'm the guy if i go to a, a cookout and there's hot dogs and I go and I see that there's a hot dog bun bag already open. I'll go open the next one because I don't want to fucking. I don't want my my bun have to have it. already been fondled. But we love it. We love it about. I it. agree with you on that though. Yeah, dude. One thing about working with a lot of. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Great individuals. Like okay. one thing I've learned, I, yeah, I had degenerate. to stop myself there. But yeah. there's a uh, like certain people out there were like. I noticed white people. They just kind of like reach into shit and just grab handfuls of it. And it's real gross. Dude, my dad had my dad's ex girlfriend. She made mashed potatoes for us and like the ones you can microwave. And she stuck I'm her fucking finger in it. <laughs> she stuck her finger in it to see if it was cold. I'm like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just seeing. I'm like, it's a microwave. Just if it's not, if it doesn't seem hot enough, turn it on more. It made me. And I'm like, we had this big thing. Like I was like, I made it with my strong hand. And then people that touch like. Like put you know, let me put some cheese on that for you. I'm like, no, no, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'll yeah. fucking like I'll get my own cheese. Well someone'll yeah. be like, You want me to make a sandwich? I was like, I'm like, I'll make it and I get up and I go make my own fucking sandwich because I don't want people touching my shit. I love I'm weird. It. All right, let's I get out of here. I love it so much though. I love it. Right. So the last thing, real real thing that actually grosses me out is when I grab If it grosses you out, it's probably gonna <laughs> yeah. really fucking gross me out. <laughs> yeah. When I grab Jen's towel by accident, like oh, when I'm yeah. showering and it's still damp. That's the grossest something? feeling of all time. Can I time. tell you something? I use Nicole's towel all the time, and it's sometimes it's damp and it doesn't bother me at all. See, so we're. I just think to there. myself, like my body, your body. Well, I just, I just, I don't, I don't <laughs> like. It's literally just the the sensation of the towel being yeah, damp that yeah. grosses me out. Like, and I like so in the morning I'll have to like I'll be like Jen. 
Can she's you get, come can, in here now. Can you get me a towel? Because <laughs> this one, this one's gross. And like she's like still asleep, so she's pissed off because yeah. she's like waking up. And because I don't want to run naked. I don't know. I'm weird about Dude, that. Like my, I do it all the time. My thoughts on like, um, like what's the opposite of mag- demagnetize? So like you got. <laughs> You got um, you coming out of the shower, and you got someone that hasn't been in the shower. So I think of this person is dirty, and this person is clean, and there should be no touching. <laughs> like, like if if you know someone got out of the shower, I was like you want to do it, and I'm like, eh, get in the shower. Why don't I take a shower first, and then we'll you know or something like I can't do like the yeah. that like they're already kind of like you polar know, opposites. I just it's weird. I don't know. But yeah, I I don't like damp towels and. If okay, so this is the other thing. If Jen has used the toothbrush, it grosses me out because it's still damp. That makes sense. It's but like, if it's dry, I'm good. Yeah, Don't because, care. Because you actually have a problem with her using it. You're just like not. I'm compartmentalizing. Yeah, you're it. not accepting the fact that she has used it because it's showing signs of not being used. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. But anyways, uh, we're going to. I'm going to Nashville, Indiana next uh, Friday to watch uh, Sean Latham do stand up, and hopefully we get to talk to him, chat with him, party with him a little bit. It's his last night in Indy, I think. I think yeah, he's moving is. to New York, so that's awesome. Like that's gonna be great. And then uh, next Sunday, hopefully, being in a music video, which Go is cool. Him, champ. Damn, you got a little- crazy weekend got a busy weekend i'm gonna be driving a lot i'm gonna yeah. go down to nashville and then i'm going up to fort wayne so i can't wait nice. to not use any of my gas and use all of his <laughs> nice. yeah my truck gets like eight miles to the gallon <laughs> so it's awesome um but yeah so and we've had a good podcast i had a good time with you guys thank you for coming back and you know we stayed up a little bit later but we had a good time i yeah. murked them boys in call of duty last night though no you didn't we just kept getting killed <laughs> I actually like did pretty good. All right. <laughs> but anyways, uh, thank you for joining us. I appreciate it. Hey, thank you, man. Thanks Peace for getting out. out of that darkness, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I mean, it's it's gonna happen. I'm <laughs> no. a weird. I'm a weird. The guy. double in the juice is with the squeeze. <laughs> right, I'm a weird guy. So he was just a boy. This is a good episode, and French fried. Diet. Hopefully, the juice was worth the squeezins. Just in the morning.